What's going on, guys? Welcome to episode 97 of the Taste Cast, a weekly podcast where we talk about shit, react shit, do a bunch of random shit. My name's Seth. I'm Chevy. And I'm Chris. I almost said my name's shit. Because um, <laughs> I said that a lot. Uh, quick reminders to download and play Detroit Become Human and Horizon Chase Zero Turbo. Horizon Son Zero. Horizon Chase Turbo. Download that. Play those. Come back at the end of the month for Plus Club. Tell us what you thought of those games. We'll let you know what we thought of them. And our game of the month randomly picked is Final Fantasy X. Uh, if you got that or if you don't, pick it up, play it, don't play it. You probably played in the past. And then we'll talk about that at the end of the month for game of the month. And uh, yeah, we got a Discord link down below. You can talk to us anytime, all the time. And we are on iTunes, Spotify, and other podcast platforms if you'd prefer to listen to us. Uh, yeah, so Chris is back. It's always a pleasure to have you in the flesh. Um, hopefully, we'll be seeing more of you in the flesh. I'm hoping for a miracle. Um, <laughs> yeah, so uh, with every taste cast, we typically start with what we've been playing. Uh, I know Chris's list is very long because. Uh, He's just had so much time to be playing video games the while of lists. he's on this trip. So uh, probably should just start with you. Okay. I've been playing a little bit of Warframe. Okay. Uh, I beat Detroit Become Human. You beat it? Yes. <laughs> I beat awesome. It. Awesome. Without, I only reset once. Oh, really? In the whole playthrough because an option was very misleading. Oh, shit. Yeah. It's the only <laughs> time. It's only one time throughout the whole game. Otherwise, I, I let everything happen as I chose. Hmm. But yeah. Very interesting. I had an ending in that game the first time I played it um, that I wasn't happy with, but it was fitting. It worked. Mm. It's, it made sense that it happened. But I was like, man, but I was like, that's how it happened. So um, <laughs> playing it again, I've been playing completely different than the first time I played it. Because typically when I play a game with choices, I always make my choices based off how I would do it. Mm-hmm. And then later I might kind of go, oh, I'm going to do like good or I'm going to play this character like this. In that game, you have multiple characters all interacting all uh changing the story that potentially you know some of them may stay or leave the story as well um in certain um variants and uh and so in that game i played every character how i feel like i would have made their decisions in that moment and i pretty much got down the middle across the middle fucking ending that i feel like was representative of the choices i made but Mm -hmm. at the same time it wasn't as satisfying because there are certain characters that i feel like got done dirty i wasn't happy with certain ones so uh maybe i'll redeem it this time um around but i'm glad i'm glad to hear you beat it because i was worried about that because we got final fantasy 10 to play this month and detroit become human i've beaten detroit but i was i'm making an effort to beat it again um i have played it though we'll talk about that obviously when i get to it but then like final fantasy 10 it's a fucking it's a jrpg so i'm like yeah god this month is uh Time consuming. Yeah. Luckily, fucking Horizon Chase Zero, right? That's the name. Yeah. That um, <laughs> that game you can play and get the gist of in like one second. No, nope. no. Nope. I've also been playing a lot of Hearthstone on my phone lately, okay. just because it's something I got. To oh, play. you can play it on mobile. I'm yeah. so out of the loop on that game. So, <laughs> so I've been playing that, just kind of playing the PVE stuff, hmm. and then I played. Uh, thanks to Chevy, I got caught up on the 14 update with the raid. I did all of the raid. Okay. In one city. How was it? It's good. It's good? really good, yeah. yeah. Hmm. It's different. That's the one with the Sorry. Final Fantasy Eight stuff? Uh, yeah, yeah. It's got the Final Fantasy VIII uh, references in it and the music and stuff like that. It's really mm-hmm. cool. Okay. I was kind of freaking out in the chair. I was like, ah, the music. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> From my perspective, it didn't seem like that. All I saw was you just 
headphones. Just, <laughs> I'm sure that was happening in your head, but I was looking at it. Well, like, right when it started, he did that. Mm-hmm. And then when oh, okay. the fight started, he, yeah. Some of the fights are really intense. Yeah? Yeah. yeah just like really demanding yet. of movement. Yeah, they really wanted people to dance. Um, well, it's a raid, so I would hope that they would um, it's also the normal make it challenging. Mode, though, yeah. so it's kind of supposed to be more accessible and practice for when Savage comes out. Which will be like the be end game stuff. Is, is that a difficulty? Okay. Yeah. 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 The raids usually they go normal and, and savage. And then recently it's very new for them, but they have ultimate content that comes out. Um, they're going to try to bring out three ultimate fights, I guess, this expansion. So, and that's pretty much to, to be like, I did it. Hmm. So, it makes sense. You usually get like a mount for those, right? Yeah, and the item level, you get something for them, and the item level is like just a little bit higher, but mm-hmm. uh, they don't want that to be the focus of it so much. So, yeah, yeah, that's cool though. I'm glad you got to try that out. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, now I gotta do fuck. it on the weekly. You need to fucking hop back in that game when I got the goddamn time. Yeah, it's a time sink. A little bit. Yeah, and I have like prioritized games for the fucking channel that that are also time sinks so i'm like okay i gotta play those and then i'll <laughs> get back into 14 when i can because the last time i was playing it i you know i, I had just gotten out of the vanilla content the fucking long slog that is the them matches. wrapping that fucking shit up for like three days um like and it, it gets really good right at the end too it was redeeming a bit it was not quite 100 i some of my life i went back but but that end i was like oh shit this is actually getting really good um and then when I got into, for me, the content after that new content for me, it almost felt like I had, like, in my opinion, started the MMO um, that the that they want it to be at this point. Because as you yeah. said a million times, the early content is them fixing the original content. Yeah. And I think they did a good job on that. But uh, And then with all I'm hearing about with uh, Shadowbringers from, like, anyone I trust when it comes to reviews, which is, like, fucking almost no one... Um, they're all saying really amazing things about it. You've said nothing but good things about it, of course. And people are pretty much reflecting the exact same shit you're saying. Um, I do find you biased, but that's fine. Um, well, yeah, I mean, because you, you, yeah, you've been playing it before play that, it, yeah, and now you're playing it. You're like, yeah, this is great. I'm like, you, you would say that, but you've said some pretty. <laughs> yeah, but it is, you, it is great. You've made some big claims, and then I, you know, hear people like on Easy Allies and and all the other shit going like. You know, if you're a Final Fantasy fan, you're not playing this game because you're not in MMOs. You're doing yourself a disservice because this is one of the best Final Fantasies, and it's probably one of the best um, like um, stories they've told in a while. Stories <laughs> that are being told in general right now. Yeah, and I was like, that's a fucking bold ass claim to make, it's so um, good. Mm-hmm. which is really kind of crazy. So they they loved it too, and everybody's giving it like nines and nine point fives and shit. They're actually kind of debating. Could this be a game of the year? Like, you know, because it's an expansion, and they're like, I mean, it could, but definitely won't win game of the year. But then one of them was like, I think it should, though. It's like good enough. Um, so I was like, that's a really interesting conversation because I I don't really ever think about MMOs when I think about that kind of stuff. Typically, people will lean towards um, those very like Sony esque third person mm. story action games. Those mm-hmm. typically were win game of the years. Right. So that's what you normally would expect. Um, or something that has, was a, like a technological marvel. Some kind of budget, huge budget, yeah. big spectacle typically wins that kind of stuff. Um, but so it's interesting for them to even discuss that. And even them having that discussion about it, I'm like, hey, you get to that content because that's, <laughs> I don't care what game it is. If, if people are saying that, 
there's got to, I mean, there, you know, where there's smoke, there's fire. There's got to be something there. So pretty cool. Yeah, I think what they did is, uh, without spoiling the storyline of it, uh, they made the story gray mm-hmm. instead of black and white. And uh, you can relate and disagree, agree and disagree with almost every character in their actions. So, um, like, you, you, the villain, like, you, you hear him talk and you're like, Oh no, he's making sense. Like, <laughs> so they did a really good job in that regard. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Uh, play anything else? That's it. That's probably all of it. I think that's it. Yeah. Well, that's done. I should probably try that. I'm kind of curious. It's been a while since that game's been out, but apparently I'm redeeming myself in a lot of ways. Final <laughs> Fantasy X. <laughs> it's the that, year of redemption. That is the the <laughs> the most nostalgic game I've never played. Like that, I I've I've dabbled in the beginning of that game so many times back in the past. But I was like, "Fuck this game!" I stopped playing it. But I've seen other people play it like so much that like I'm playing through it and without context. This is a game I like have not had spoiled for me, except for fucking pretty much the end. But um, but not no context. I just kind of know what happens. Um, but as I'm playing, I'm like, "Oh, I remember this music. Oh, I remember that character. I have no idea what they do though, and nothing, which is great because it's all surprise for me. It's all brand new and fresh. So. So it's really weird to play a game that old, that famous, for the first time now. So it'll be cool to talk about. Uh, I'll jump in next. Uh, So I played a little bit of Dragon Quest Builders 2. I want to play it more, like really bad. But my priorities this month uh, are not allowing me to do so. Mine is still in cellophane. But, um, oh shit. Uh, But it's it's really cool. Really digging it. Um, It feels like a better version of the first game. and uh, yeah, all the Dragon Quest charm is there. Uh, I really like that it is like uh, a JRPG meets Minecraft. And I know a lot of games out there will have systems that kind of like make a Minecraft game feel a little more uh, progressive in its in the way you play it, um, or vice versa. You'll play like you know uh, a type of game that might have some Minecraft aspects to it, of building in some small senses. This game has a really good balance of the two, but it's absolutely more a jrpg than it is minecraft and i think i appreciate that more than if it was the other way just because um i feel like i'm actually playing an rpg first that allows me to do some building shit which is kind of cool so uh really enjoying that that's also got four player co-op really want to try that out um because yeah i just love the whole um the whole charm of dragon quest and there's like a really good um uh that game's dark as fuck Right in the beginning, there's just like dead people and stuff, and it's really like fucked up. But uh, also, there's really good humor in the game, so uh, they they got a good balance of the two things, and I can't wait to play more. Uh, I've played Horizon Chase Turbo um, more than I feel like I should. Um, that's <laughs> take that as you will. I, it's not supposed to be negative, but uh, I feel like you can get a gist of that game pretty quickly. I would encourage people who want to talk about this for place or uh, fucking. Plus club, fuck. Um, it's hot. Summer just started in Washington today, and so I'm not used to the sun. Um, so my brain's fried. Uh, there's a couple features and some things that happen in tracks in that game that you need to get a couple tracks in. I feel like some people might try this game for a split second and be like, yeah, I get it. And pretty much you do, but there's a couple things that you should play a little further just to have a full uh, opinion on. I'm glad I played it further. I'm going to give you guys a real quick spoiler and uh, just say, I like the soundtrack. Soundtrack's pretty cool. Although, 
games like that are always trying to be retro in the way they look and they're trying to have like a retro soundtrack this game's not even trying to have a retro soundtrack it's just like some weird electronic soundtrack but it sounds like the guy thought he was making a retro soundtrack but it's like too new sounding so it's really weird but i like it it sounds good um yeah outside of that though yeah fucking come back later to hear if i even like the game or not i probably i probably hate it or because I, I hate most of the games we play around here, as everybody knows. Any new person's like, well, fuck this channel. I can't stand the negativity. Um, you shouldn't. Don't stand for it. Uh, played Detroit Become Human uh, as well. And like I said before, I, I've beaten the game uh, in the past. In fact, uh, I did a stream of it. You can go watch that if you want to see that. If you don't have access to the game because you're not on PlayStation Plus or whatever the fuck. Um and yeah, I, this will be me trying things differently. It's nice because uh, when you play the game, it'll show the choices you made on like a little like um, path uh, after you beat chapters. But everything you didn't do is in question mark. So it's hinting that there's other things you could have did, but I won't tell you what they are, which I really dig. When you play the game a second time, it'll still keep track of all the things you did prior. And now the new things you did are there and it's driving me fucking insane because I did all brand new shit. I'm like, oh, that was neat. And I look at the thing. I'm like, I got to play this game like four of the fucking times <laughs> to get everything. So they designed it well um, in that sense. Uh, you know, Quantic Dream uh, has been enhancing their formula. All their games are, are built the same, just better and better and better. And, uh, and it's interesting to see the choice uh, mechanic of their games get more robust like that so we'll talk about that more and then lastly i played soul serif which is a spiritual successor to act razor if you ever played that in the past on super nintendo it is like a 2d um town building uh strategy slash platform platforming action game uh where you have a map you zoom down into levels and then you're playing like a fucking Castlevania style game where you're fighting stuff and then you have to build a town and it's a really fucking cool game back in the day this is a spiritual successor to it and all the reviews I've read so far all say it's like a 6.5 and they're like it's got good ideas it's playing off of um, a great game people loved back in the day or game people might have not known existed so definitely check that out if you have never heard of it um but it falls flat in certain areas. This game's like 15 bucks, which is very fucking cheap. Um, so I bought it, I've been playing it, and I can see where they're coming from. Um, it is a little stiff in the way it plays. I do enjoy it because I like the variety of things you're doing in one game. It's not just the strategy game, it's not just the platformer game. Um, the game looks like fucking trash, um, but I can overlook that. It's a $15 game. Uh, and it's got cool ideas, so I, I enjoyed playing it, but I'm playing on Switch also, and I played it uh, handheld and on my TV, and it looked bad both places, but it looked real bad on my TV. I was looking, I was like, holy shit, I can't believe someone released the game looking like that. Um, it's very blurry and just untextured, and uh, it looks really bad, but it's it's cool. So if you got 15 bucks and you're curious about uh, Soul Seraph, it is literally trying to be Actraiser um, in the same way Ukulele, uh, um, Bloodstained, Ritual of the Night, and like other games like that have pretty much taken older games that people had made in the past and made new versions of them, which I actually kind of like seeing because 
I mean, everybody's been saying great things about Bloodstained. So mm-hmm. uh, my number nine, I know, was met with pretty meh yeah, pretty results. Meh. Um, but it's still neat that, you know, when people can't get the funding to continue the games they've made from the past that people love, they can just kind of recreate them and almost add a new fresh coat of paint over it while still bringing back the systems people love. And this does feel like a misfire in some ways probably for budgetary reasons it's a sega game so i can't imagine sega's just fucking like yeah dude let's just fucking make a great game they're like how much is it gonna be they're like well we're gonna sell it for like 15 bucks okay we'll give you this much just make something okay we're trying to get sonic to sell again we've been trying for 20 years we're just gonna keep doing that until it works um here's ten dollar check and some pocket change make it work i got some i got some quarters in my pocket <laughs> Um, just a little kid. I want to make a game. Uh, pirate some software. I'll give you some quarters to pay in. We'll see what happens. Okay. Um, so yeah, it's okay. It's okay. Uh, I'm so glad it's 15 bucks though. Cause if it was more expensive, I'd be like, I don't know if I can fucking tell you to pick this up. So yeah, uh, that's what I've been playing. All right. Um, I started playing Final Fantasy 10. Uh, and I played for two pretty solid sessions, and I think I'm actually roughly halfway through it at this point now. So, yeah. um, <laughs> so you're probably around where I am, and I'm halfway through it. Yeah. So that's I'm hoping to get through that by the end of this week, and then um, I need I need to play the other uh, games, but I don't think they will take nearly as long. Um, other than that, I've been part for just playing Final Fantasy XIV Shadowbringers. Um, I got. Through the story originally as my samurai, so it's eighty, and then this week I got my white mage to eighty and my minor to eighty. So uh, working on that. To mostly there's a a function in Shadowbringers where you get to do these side stories, but they are uh, locked behind class types. So you need uh, a tank, a healer, a magic damage, and a physical damage character. Um, to do all four storylines. So I've gotten two of them out of the way. I have to figure out if I'm going to do a caster or a tank next. I'm leaning towards tank because I keep saying I'm going to level one, and I just never do. So <laughs> this will push me to do it. And other than that, I did the raid. The raid's really cool. Um, I saw the Death Star. Yeah. The, in my opinion, the first of the four fights is the hardest. Um, I know a community member of ours uh, thinks the second fight is hardest. Uh, what did you think? Second fight was a cakewalk. Well, yeah, but out of the four, which one do you think was the hardest? Probably the last last one I did. You think the fourth one? Yeah, the ATV. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, is the is the community member a known liar and saboteur? I don't know about the first one so much in a serious mean, but saboteur probably. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I trust that guy. Um, <laughs> I was logged on He's so like, late. It's like that game's got Twitch settings that I can uh, create things to make it harder for you. Give me the give me the controls. Give me the power. No, <laughs> not, I'm not doing that at all. You're way too eager for that shit. Um, yeah. Other than that, I just kind of go through that the guy, motions of daily stuff on that. That guy right straight now. up killed me in fucking Friday the Thirteenth. Yeah. Unforgivable. <laughs> I know that feeling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> at least you you made me do some cardio <laughs> for, to, to earn that kill. A lot of jogging involved. <laughs> Come on, you can kill me. We're going for a hike. <laughs> Fuck. Okay. 
<laughs> Sorry, anyway, that's, I'm, I'm off on my own thing right now. It's fine. I, I was just essentially saying I'm just doing daily stuff at this point and weekly stuff, um, leveling alts, uh, and waiting for essentially some more of the like like daily content like you know beast tribe dailies and um the restoration of ishgard is going to be coming out the near raid stuff like that so just kind of waiting right now but still enjoying it it's uh i I can't get over how good like the soundtrack is so every time you go to a zone and there's just a song there's always a new song you know playing and it's always really good so Mm -hmm. um really think i'll be buying this soundtrack so on vinyl no oh <laughs> i don't have vinyl that's you you can you can have vinyl no one's stopping you <laughs> eh. i'm not gonna buy vinyl for one thing just buy the vinyl and put it in your computer doesn't fit fold it <laughs> put in that disc tray if you still have one just open up the uh, side of your computer people don't use discs anymore. i know I, I forgot i was talking about fucking ancient technology usb three probably or c crunch that fucker up and <laughs> pack it in there shove it in there and put your headphones on you're in for a treat i will agree with put some headphones on you in for a treat because yeah the soundtrack's amazing see i'm uh, no i'm talking about genius yeah that's pretty much that's literally all I've, I've played this week um like you work you know work was kind of hectic and then yeah um just been really tired. Work's so. been very hectic. Been very tired. I agree. Work has been very hectic. Yeah, it's, been, it's been a hectic time for TLG. All right. Anything else? No. Let's know in the comments. What games have you been playing lately? What games do you think we should be playing? What games do you plan on playing? I know the fucking uh, Fire Emblem is coming out on the 26th. Holy shit. Is that Friday? Dude, I, I think know. it is. Yes. So it's too soon. I will definitely try to beat everything before then um and then i think we also got fucking uh wolfenstein coming out and oh this this month just right at the end everything's going Ugh. so yeah let me know what you plan what you plan playing what we should be playing and uh yeah whatever your thoughts are let us know in the comments below uh so yeah first thing we are going to do is we're going to react to the witcher official teaser uh, trailer that's uh, coming out on Netflix. Of course, there have been different opinions on this show uh, as it has been uh, produced. We finally got a full trailer to watch. Well, it's a teaser, but it's two minutes, so in my opinion, it's pretty much a fucking trailer. Um, and, you know, this is loosely gaming-related, but we also do um, Tasty Flicks, so... And uh, a couple things I just want to throw out there first is uh, Henry Cavill, of course, is playing Geralt. Uh, interesting enough, he did an interview recently saying he's beaten The Witcher 3 multiple times. So that's pretty cool to know that... Screenshots or it didn't happen. <laughs> he's just lying. Oh, yeah, I did that. <laughs> Who's your favorite character? Uh, the white-haired one. <laughs> the guy I'm playing. Jerry of the River. <laughs> Jer- Jerry, that's my guy. That's who I like a lot. He does cool things. Um... So, allegedly, he's beaten the game uh, multiple times. <laughs> I hope that's true, and I want to believe it. Because um, that would be cool to uh, have people involved in a project that uh, uh, they're actually into and actually know about. Um, but it's worth mentioning before we watch this as well that this is actually not based off of the game series. It's based off of the book series. Uh, so, there are some differences. Also, some casting choices people have had varied opinions about. Uh, my biggest complaint about them is they don't really look the part. But um, other than that, I don't care if they play the role good enough, then whatever. Uh, yeah. 
So this is based off the books. So I won't be able to be like, ah, it's blah, blah, blah. I, I have no fucking idea. I'm, I'm Henry Cavill when it comes to this. I'm just like, oh, I like the white haired one. <laughs> so anything you guys want to say on this? Uh, what are you guys feeling about this before we watch this? Have uh, you guys seen this? No. no. Okay. Um, Damn, he's almost upset. No. <laughs> I, I actually have barely played The Witcher anyway. So yeah. um, pretty much everything about this will be just brand new to me. So it's going to mm-hmm. be hard for me to even make comparisons other than the little bit I know of the We game. do like fantasy. Yeah. You do like stuff like Game of Thrones. Yeah. Uh, these guys are definitely trying to get some of that market with this. They want to mm-hmm. make a mature fantasy, which The Witcher is perfect for. Um, obviously if they fuck it up, we're all going to hate them for it. Um, but, uh, if they nail it, you know, it's, it's, it's worth the gamble in my opinion. Um, this is a show though, that if you're going to do it, just like that Lord of the Rings show they're working on, which I guess has an insane budget, which was good to hear. You got to have a budget for it. You can't do the show on the cheap. It's really hard to do fantasy on the cheap. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Fantasy or sci-fi. Like as long as if it's a show where you can get away with just like standing in front of houses out in the woods and talking yield English and shit, then maybe it'll work. But for the most part, people, people, uh, people are going to want more than that. So there needs to be budget for like costumes, set design, CG, spells. Yeah. Spells, yeah especially if it's high fantasy combat um, training. Yeah. All that shit. So, uh, I hope that Netflix, uh, put some of that 18 billion they lost in one day, uh, towards this. Cause that's crazy. That's a lot of money. Can you fathom that much money just getting lost in a day? Well, you know, pocket change. Yeah, that's a couple of those quarters that Sega fucking gave that kid. <laughs> I want to make a game. Here, here's eighteen billion. Just go. Yeah. And he's like, I'm not fucking. Man. I'm spending this. I'm out. It's game. <laughs> here's your shit game. <laughs> worked on that for five minutes. Um. All right, you guys ready? Yeah. yeah. All right, let's yeah. do this in three, two, one, and go. I hate it. I'm hearing stories. I hate it. About witches. Is it true what they say? Elves are the original sorcerers of the continent. When humans and monsters arrived, elves taught humans how to turn magic. And then the humans slaughtered them. Is the most dangerous thing in this world. But without control, chaos will kill you. So that's all life is to you. I like the darker tone. Yeah. That's all it needs to be. He's a buff fucking (laughs) Geralt. He's like double the size. (laughs) It's double Geralt. Imagine the most powerful woman in the world. She does nothing like Jennifer. Do you have what it takes? Oh, well. Gotta no, say, so I don't get that one, but... I think he looks pretty good, though. I Yeah. When they announced him, though, I was like, he could do it. You can't outrun destiny just because you're terrified of it. It's coming. Because you really got to nail him, of course. Like, as, mm-hmm. as a, otherwise you'd lost the everybody. Yeah. I can't do this without you. What you choose, you'll come out bloody. I don't know. It looks like they spent some money on it. I like their emo Legolas. Emo loss. All right. What do you think? I actually think it looks kind of promising, to be honest. 
I <clears throat> okay. So things I did like about it, because uh, I feel kind of the same. Um, budget looks like it's there, mm-hmm. uh, which is good. Um, not that that's the only important thing, but like that is very important to sell high fi- fantasy. Um, he looks good as Geralt. I think he looks the part. Like I said, he's fucking ripped for that role. <laughs> like Geralt's not that big. He's Geralt's in shape, but he's not fucking just a tree stump. Like what's up? Like he's not Superman. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, uh, but he, he looks the part. Um, looked cool. Um, his outfit looked the part. Um, the sets look good. The the uh, action looked very medieval and cool looking. Um, I liked, like I said, the darker aspect of it. Um, a lot of cool imagery going on. I like that we saw magic in the teaser. Um, in multiple times, saw a rock flying. We saw someone shooting some fucking electricity or whatever the hell was going on there. A lot of fantastical things going on, so that's promising. Um, the only thing I didn't really dig was, you know, some of those characters, in my opinion, are not identifiable. Um, like, if I was just looking, I wouldn't be able to go, oh, that's blah, 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 that's blah, blah. I can go, that's Whitehair Boy, because I know him pretty well. And they did a good job with that. Uh, so I'm hoping, 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 I don't want to be too negative about it. I hope that those actors got those roles because they had the chops and they'll do a good job. Yeah. Um, Because, you know, if they don't look the part, if they can play the part, that's still something. So, you know, they don't have to be mirror images, Um, especially because these are based off the books. So, you know, you can get a little more interpretive that way. But, uh, but it's better than I thought it was going to be. So, um, you know, just because it's the Witcher and I like Henry Cavill, um, I, I, I'll probably check it out. And it did look pretty cool. So I'm kind of curious to, to see it too, just because the the tone of it just seemed um, more mature, anyways, which uh, would be nice because obviously, like Game of Thrones is gone, so it would be mm-hmm. good to have something to fill that void. It doesn't necessarily even have to be fantasy, but just the tone in general, like having something like that right now. Um, I'm sure a lot of people could probably name a million shows for me to watch. I don't watch a lot of TV, so um, it's always a surprise when someone's like, "Hey, watch something." I start watching, I'm like, "Oh, that was great." So. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It looks cool. Um, I'm like I said, I'm kind of ignorant when it comes to The Witcher, though, so I'm probably not the best guy as far as that reg- you know goes. But um, as a show, I mean, as long as the writing's good, I think I could get into it. So yeah. Um, one thing that trailer's missing, though, and I think people might agree with me on this. I hope um, the music was a bit generic. Whatever. It's a teaser. It's supposed to get you go. Oh, it's epic or whatever. But they really should have had something a little more like Eastern European acoustic like music and stuff. I think that's one thing that the Witcher three specifically does really well is the soundtrack's fucking awesome. And it's so different from other fantasy games because it does have that like Eastern European, uh, everything about it is, is like that. But the music particularly is so unique and awesome sounding that if they took something similar to that and threw it into that trailer, I think it would resonate more with fans because it would bring you back into that world and feel a little more authentic so, um, but yeah, that's just a small nitpick or at least, um, uh, advice I'm giving Netflix, <laughs> pay me, give me money, give me that Sega change, <laughs> that variable changing number constantly, <laughs> whatever you got, just give it to me. It. Thoughts? Uh, I'm kind of the same with a Chevy. I don't know much about Witcher gameplay lore wise whatnot. I've played the Witcher three. Um, a bit here and there, but nothing super deep. Um, but from this trailer, the color tones are neutral, which I think is really nice because it's not that like crazy fantasy. Mm-hmm. Like The Witcher Three was, you know, it's supposed to be like a realistic world, like yeah. real world, with you know some magical creatures in it. 
Um, the only thing I have problems with is every time I see what's his name, the actor in the the wig, the mm. wig looks bad. <laughs> it's a bad wig. Like it's a there's there's scenes like where he was like walking around in the full suit, he looked just fine. Like the wig was you know tamed down, it didn't look weird or funky. But there was one where he's just like sitting on a bench, his shirt's open, and his hair just like everywhere and it just looks like like a dollar store wig that scene where he was shirtless yeah it does look kind of it looks pretty bad yeah yeah like it looks plasticky fake yeah because it's like really like just blown out and frizzy and shit yeah it and i get like, like it wasn't actual like exhausted hair. or something of the scene yeah. but like a good wig you can portray that yeah that's just uh i would <clears> say um because they have the budget obviously just makeup department didn't do as much as they could have right, maybe right. but uh yeah, it kind of sucks that he couldn't, like, grow his hair out or something for that. Mm-hmm. And then I didn't see as many, maybe I didn't notice it as well, but I didn't see as many, like, magical creatures. I saw, like, the giant spider, and that was about it. Yeah, there's a couple things. Um, I wonder how that will play into it, though, because that is kind of a major factor of that's being like, a witcher. That's, like, his big, that's the big thing of being yeah. a witcher. Is you're there, you can... just don't want to reveal all that. Well, yeah. I guess, yeah. but, like, the, the trailer makes it seem like it's really focused on just the humans and, like, the inner struggle between them. There's no, like... Like there's no need for the Witcher if you well, don't have the like larger the magical story. The larger creatures. story is about the people and stuff sure, like that. Sure. Um, but uh, but yeah, there, you're definitely fucking around a lot with uh, with monsters and stuff too. So uh, you know, in two minutes, I think they're more so trying to sell you that this is going to be a dark, gritty fantasy that mm-hmm. you, you should go watch. Mm-hmm. And then I think they left it to the end to show you a monster show that yeah, we did spend money on this. So um, it is a valid. Um, observation um, and I'll be curious to see you know how much they actually do put into the show so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but I do think you're gonna get a lot of like castle corridor shots and people in fields talking a lot and then every once in a while some guy's gonna go fucking have at the fucking um, asshole and fucking then they're gonna fight and kill each other yeah so yeah. that's all it's just I was oh. hoping for a little more magical creatures I was a gonna, little bit I was gonna say horse son but then I forgot and then I said, asshole. Horse son. <laughs> Call me a horse son. I'll fucking give you a smack. Yeah. So, anything else? Looks looks promising enough. Yeah. A couple things, like wigs, worth <laughs> noting on. Every uh, time I see it, I'm just like, that's a bad wig. <laughs> I think some shots, especially like from behind and stuff like that, didn't look so bad. But like the, the, the scene where he was, and he might have just got his ass kicked by group of people or something maybe he just got robbed and no one looks good after that happens <laughs> he's all shook he's fucking like oh man dude i had a fucking i had a fucked up night like what happened dude i was walking i was going to 7-eleven it's gonna get a slurpee at like midnight and some people jumped me the griffin gang jumped me <laughs> i just i don't know if i should call the cops or if i should fucking just you know chill for a little bit yeah yeah just fucking i got some beer in the fridge <laughs> like that's what he kind of looked like in that scene just fucking like trying to get him to chill out I mean, at least the good thing is, though, is, like, virtually everyone has access to Netflix at this point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, you can watch the first episode and get a feel for it at that point. And if it, if it just isn't vibing with you, you don't have to keep watching it. So. Yeah. yeah. And they always drop the whole thing at once. Yeah. So, which is, there's that fucking, there's that, um, uh, it's like cyberpunk show, I forget what the fuck it's called. Um, that came out. I still haven't watched most of it, but was it the Death, Sex, and Robots one? Uh, I don't think so. No, I forgot what it's called. But everybody said it was really good, and um, I started watching it, and 
because all the episodes were out at once, I was like, ah, I'll watch this later. And then I haven't come back. Oops. Whereas like when it's episode by episode. And then when I watch those, I'm like, I wish I had it all at once. <laughs> so you can't please me. You're never like, satisfied. <laughs> yeah. But at least all those episodic uh, releases, like, you know, once a week, I'm planning on it. It's like an event. I'm like, oh, this Sunday, got to watch that. That's what I do with anime. So. But when someone's just like, Ugh, and just drops all of it into my lap, I'm just like, I need some time to watch this. <laughs> I mean, I just watched Stranger Things season three recently, kind of. And I was kind of like, kind of watching it, kind of not doing other things. And uh, that was like fucking a whole day. It's crazy. It's just crazy they drop all that shit at once. Mm-hmm. You know, I made fun of that show quite a bit, though. That was fun. <laughs> it, it did, and I've never watched Stranger Things, but like the, the third season apparently, from what I've seen, is getting better reception than the second season. Second season's fucking awful. So. It's awful. Hmm. It's horrible. First season's best. Third season was okay. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't so, watch a lot of shit. So. Witcher looks promising. Hopefully it's good. Uh, hopefully in post, they fucking CGI that wig a bit and get it smoothed out a bit. And uh, Hide the Starbucks cups. Hide, hide them fucking cups, those water bottles, the goddamn Mercedes in the backyard, um, back lot, um, wherever you have it located. I'm sure it's somewhere. Um, yeah, hopefully it's good. Looking forward to checking it out. And if it sucks, I'm turning it the fuck off. Uh, let us know in the comments what do you think about the Witcher uh, teaser. We think about uh, it coming out uh, on Netflix. I don't know when it said. Did it say? I don't know. Um, are you excited for it? Are you not excited for it? Is there things in that trailer that looked good, didn't look good? Uh, what's your favorite part? What's your least favorite part? Do you think Henry Cavill will be a good uh, Geralt? Um, do you believe that he beat those fucking games? Is that a lie? Is that a conspiracy? Is he Geralt or is he Gary? What do you think? Yeah, is he Geralt or Jerry? Um, let us know everything you're thinking about, uh, about The Witcher in the comments below. Next thing we are going to cover uh, is kind of Tasty Tuesday territory, but I think there's a discussion to be had here, especially because we have somebody who does play Overwatch still. I've, 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 I played it so long ago that I just think of me as someone who's never touched the game. Um, I know that there's people in the shoot things. Um, and Chevy's played it a little bit. Uh, but there's some things changing with it or that have already changed. PTB. Yeah. So not yet. Um, okay. Um, and people seem pretty mixed about it. So we're going to watch a 10 minute video, um, from a channel called your overwatch. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was released July 18th. So pretty recently, and they're going to detail everything you need to know about roll queue which is what we're supposed to be talking about, yeah? Mm-hmm. Okay, because mm-hmm. you know more than I do about this. Um, in fact, I was just going to have you explain it, but I figure oh. we can just watch somebody explain it. You can add some stuff to it. We'll have a conversation about it afterwards. Uh, I pretty much got a gist of what it is, but just so we're on the same page, we're going to watch this video. Again, this is this channel is called Your Overwatch, so if you like what they do, make sure to go check them out. Um, yeah, anything you guys want to say on this? Uh, how much Overwatch are you playing nowadays? Uh, I play like every other day when I'm home. Damn, okay. Yeah, I get some. I get some gameplay in. Yeah, it's quite a bit. I can't remember the last time I logged in. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I can check. Halloween event two years ago. <laughs> the summer events going on right now. I, I think Torbjorn the same time. Torbjorn got a, a swimsuit skin. Ew. This <laughs> turns like super soaker guns. That's pretty cool. Was it? Was it a game of the month pick? Yeah, it's, that's it's when on the I played list, it. I think. Oh, we, 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 no, we, we, we did we, it. Yeah, that's, right. yeah, that's, that's why I played it. Yeah, that, that's <laughs> it was during Halloween because I did the Halloween, the the fucking Shankenstein, Shankenstein, yeah, Junkin, Junkenstein. 
Um, Frankenstein. Whatever the fuck that guy is. <laughs> um, I did his thing, and uh, it was neat enough. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that game, I don't play it, so I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. I'm a complete idiot when it comes to Overwatch. Not about everything else. I'm really smart about most things, but Overwatch, complete idiot. So if you're an Overwatch fan, you're like, I guy doesn't know what the fuck's talking about. You're completely correct. Um, <laughs> I feel like they should add some new huge feature to the game. Something new and exciting. Because they keep adding, like, I guess they're at like 31 heroes or some shit now. Something like that. Which is fucking crazy. It's a shitload. I'm way behind. I think there's like a new guy named like Simba or something. I don't fucking know. Um, <laughs> but I don't remember. But um, <laughs> I'm pissing people off right now. <laughs> like, why is he talking? <laughs> Make someone who knows what the fuck they're talking about talk. The, the Jerry thing was funny, whatever, but fucking this is getting stupid. <laughs> this is not cool. <laughs> this, is, this is too serious um, to be fucked around with. Um, but anyway, yeah, I, 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 I want to hear like a fucking, like, and this almost is like a new feature. I, you know, good or bad, whatever, we'll mm-hmm. find out. Mm-hmm. But uh, I feel like there's something they could do with the game to pull someone like me back. They something. Build your own game mode. Do that? Yeah. That's cool. It's kind of like Halo. Yeah, like a creative little... The workshop is what they call it. You can change, like, parameters of, like... Of individual heroes or settings on the map. Like okay. Like, the floor is lava settings, so, like, no one can really? just grab... Yeah, That's you can change cool. all kinds okay. of stuff. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of, like, the Forge or something. Yeah, exactly like, like that. Yeah, you, you, can't, forge, you, could you can't, like, change, like, the map layout, but you can yeah. change the rules and parameters of all the heroes yeah. and stuff like that. Which oh, is... There's, there's a missed opportunity. You put a map editor in there. Uh, That'd be cool, but they couldn't be official since people take the game so competitively no, serious. No, it but it would be, be in the arcade mode. It would be cool. Yeah, That's what it's called, that. right? Sorry, I don't play this yeah, game. Yeah, arcade mode. Chevy's okay. dumb on Overwatch too. <laughs> Arcade's like the fun stuff. <laughs> just so they, just so they can't say it. I'm saying it. We're stupid when it comes to yeah, Overwatch. I would say it's not my game at all. We know nothing about this shit. <laughs> I played it back, uh, you know, at the turn of the century, like it was a long time ago. I, fucking... I still claim to be a novice at that game. Even yeah, I play it a lot. Yeah, that's a, that's a game that you can play all the time and still play it casually. Or mm-hmm. there's the hardcore people to play it and stuff. So they really did a good job with making a game that was like accessible to a lot of people. Sure. A lot of the people Absolutely. I know that play Overwatch are not like FPS players. It's fucking funny. Like I don't I don't do FPSs. So many people I know who play a game play like it is more like MMOs. PvP though. Yeah, it is, yeah. it's more like a and PvP that's what game. turns me off from it. It's like I want to fucking get that headshot or uh, you know. Make a- yeah, the, we do Mikael. Um, yeah, so we're gonna watch this, <laughs> and uh, we'll talk about it afterwards. Yeah. Anything else you guys want to add? No. <laughs> we're dumb on Overwatch. Just letting you know. Yeah. Just, that's that's just the fact. We're pretty of dumb about it. Just just filling. I up. log in and I shoot things. We like video games a pew, lot, pew. and so we talk about them all. Bang bang dynamite! Baby. I say this is gonna be noise pollution. Is all I'm gonna be able to offer. You're just going to fucking get an air horn. <laughs> this is my opinion. <laughs> Fireworks. <laughs> it's pretty good. It's, I would be like, okay, so 10 out of 10. Good. Okay. All right. Three, two, one, and go. Uh-huh. Rocking, baby. Hey, what's up, guys? This is Liam Weagle on your Overwatch back with What's a up, new dude? video. You're and getting loud. Today, Locked 222 and Roll Queue are finally here. There's been hints and leaks from every direction, and we're going to be able to test them on PC what gun on is the that? Overwatch PTR starting it's now. Sherlock Holmes skin. That thing's fucking cover, dope. So I'm going to yeah. do you guys it's a full breakdown gun. and explain everything to you and how it currently works on the earliest version of the PTR update. There's also some hero changes. 
matches and Frido will be covering them in a video going up shortly after this one. So let's jump straight into things. How roll queue works. Before you queue into competitive play and quick play, players choose which role they want to play, tank, support, or it's damage. It's like a dungeon queue. The matchmaking yeah. system will then create a team comprised of two tanks, two supports, and two damage heroes. Upon entering the match, players can choose heroes within their chosen roles. Now, this isn't super specific, but it is locked. So when you are in the game, you can only play under the role that you queued as. At the end of the game, players will return to the main menu and Won't select their roles again time for different classes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so this is standard stuff and to be expected, but some things that people weren't expecting is role incentives and queue estimates. Mm -hmm. Each of the three roles will have its own queue and players will be able to see estimates for the wait time at the role selection screen. To help Seems incentivize weird. a more even distribution of players across all roles, players with super roles mm -hmm. that are currently in high demand may get a reward. Now, this is not specific. Okay, so that's good. There's something to counteract people not wanting to play shit. From what I've heard, it's just more playing. points. I think it's more like loot boxes in a or different FPS that'd be worth it to me something like that as of recording this video we don't know what this is yet but it is interesting that they are incentivizing people to actually queue for different roles I assume that they are concerned that people probably won't play tank that's the one that's always going to be empty at least at the start so getting people tanking onto their heals. roles is going to be really I like, important I will not play healer but tanking I'm afraid what will happen when you queue is it will let you know what one it needs and if you choose that one maybe you'll get some stuff so next up we have the competitive play updates and this is role specific skill ratings players mm -hmm. will now have three distinct skill ratings for each role in competitive play so you could be gm on dps silver at tank or whatever on healer as each player's sr between roles can vary widely matchmaking will be calculated using the sr of the player's selected role so say me and frito want to play and i'm grandmasters on support and frito is bronze on tank just like he always is i'm not going to be able to queue with him because we're going to be too widely apart so all three of the roles you're going to have your own sr and you will find games based on again that selection that you make before you search on what queue you want to play so it's very likely from the start i'll be masters of dps and support and probably silver on tank like i'm not even joking my tank's that bad let me know if your tank's that bad in the comment section down below Next up is placement matches. Players will be required to complete five placement matches mm -hmm. in a selected role to obtain their seasonal skill rating down from 10. If hmm. you'd like to earn your seasonal SR for all three roles, you'll need to complete 15 placement matches in total. Now, currently, I don't think many people do play across all three roles, but if you want more gold guns, then it's probably something you're going to do. My only concern with these incentives for these things is if we're throwing people onto roles that they don't necessarily play yes of course they'll get ranked lower for it but are they going to be as willing to get better and improve when they might just be doing it for loot boxes i guess only time will tell on that one of course you want to know what your rewards are and these will also be changing complete your placements in any single role during a competitive season to earn the seasonal spray and player icon at the end of the season Seasonal competitive points will be awarded for the highest skill tier obtained in each role. 
This change allows for players to earn more CP overall if they complete their placements in all three roles. And of course, depending on how high you can get in each roles, and you can see what the old CP you got was and what the new ones is per role. So you can technically get more now if you're as good as you was on the heroes you used to play on all of the new roles in the system. For you top 500 players out there, leaderboards will now be tracked across four different leaderboards, one for each role, along with an additional combined average leaderboard. To be eligible, players must complete at least 25 games in that role, down from 50. To qualify for the combined leaderboard, players must be eligible for all three role-specific leaderboards. This doesn't apply to me mm -hmm. and not to a lot of people, but if you are really good out there, then there's a lot more top 500s you can go for now. Now, as as I mentioned earlier there will be some hero updates the most obvious one is brig she's going to be way more of a healer now and also there is going to be a live servers and roll queue beta soon roll queue is currently live on the ptr only quick play will be added during a later testing phase in an effort to give time for additional testing and feedback they'll be running a two-week roll queue beta season from August the 13th to September the 1st. Players can earn CP similar to other mini seasons and qualify for the beta season top 500 leaderboard. Beta season stats will not be included in your overall competitive season stats. And of course, competitive season 17 is shorter as a lot of people have pointed out recently. And season 18 is going to start with roll queue after the beta test on September the first so guys that Jesus. is a hell of a lot of information about yeah. roll queue i'm gonna throw out my opinion here and i'd really like to hear yours as well i'm a little bit concerned at the teething problems we're going to have with roll queue of course people playing heroes that maybe they're not used to but i think in the long run this is really good for the game and even though I do like triple DPS or triple tank comps, and I like the variation in meta, one thing that 222 will bring us is more stable compositions more yeah. often. It just depends if when this happens, it turns out that the issues in our game were solely the compositions and not us or our teammates. That's something we'll have to figure out as things go on. I'm really looking forward to how it works and I really want to play it with my friends. I'm intrigued to see if the stacking adjustments are still there where the more people you queue with, the more SR is stacked against you on the other team. Mm -hmm. And I've also got no information in here so far about a complete MMR reset. You would assume that they're not going to copy and paste your highest rank for all three roles because you're probably not very good in two of them. So I'm hoping that there will be a full MMR reset and I'm pretty sure there is going to be. I think it would be crazy if they didn't actually do that. In terms of hero changes, go check the other video out from Frido. There's a few in there. There's a nice new passive for Reinhardt and Brig got a big hefty change. Traces is a little bit better, which you can probably tell from my voice makes me very happy. In fact, I think the thing I'm most interested about with this change is that there's going to be a lot of heroes tweaked, I think, in the coming months. I think mm -hmm. some heroes are going to be too good at the start. A lot of the DPS are already really strong in the game, and I do foresee some tank buffs or nerfs in the future, maybe some stronger Arissa nerfs and maybe a slight Reinhardt 
Winston, or maybe even Devert Tweak, because all of these heroes are going to find it pretty tough in the bunker meta in matchmaking. Now, do remember, when I talk about all this stuff, it is going to apply very differently depending on the level of play, from bronze all the way up to that pro play. I just really like hero changes. I like it when things get refreshed, and I think we're going to be going through that teething period, which could be really good or really bad, depending on what heroes get buffed or nerfed but overall i think bunker's going to be the best comp at the start and that brings mm. my biggest concern bunker. which is actually with it being 222 there may just be one fixed meta all the time mm -hmm. and unless we get more hero changes about. more often this could become stale now this may not happen this is just the one thing I am concerned about. So let me know what you guys think in the comments section. I feel like section. it almost has to happen. Any of this stuff. <clears throat> and be sure to drop mm -hmm. a like as it does help us out. And it lets us know that you're All enjoying right. the content. So, and you're going to we got the info, next probably should ask you what you think of the first since you're actually playing it. Sure we'll chime in. So what do you think Take about all this? Got any concerns? Got anything that you think is good about it? It's a double-edged sword. I do have a lot of concerns regarding quick play and having this locked in where you have to have the 2-2-2. Two, two, two. Mm. It kind of takes away the creativity and freedom that people tend to have in the quick play. You're not really looking to be super serious in quick play. It's kind of more of like practice for competitive, yeah. which I understand, which is why they would might want to put the 2-2 two, two implemented into it so you get a feel of what the team comps are going to be. But it's quick play. It's not it's nothing serious. No one's there to like, you know, like, well, I'm the best at this in quick play. Who gives a shit? It's quick play. You're having fun. It's kind of like a step up from arcade mode or arcade mode is I feel bad like, for anyone who hops in a quick play thinking that <laughs> that's everybody's, all i play everybody's like gives a fuck that I, I literally only play like quick play in arcade mode because i'm mm. there to have fun i'm not there to be like super sweaty about everything <laughs> as the kids say i get pretty sweaty sometimes um i can understand this being for competitive absolutely because what's been happening is the meta of the goats comp mm. it's three tanks and three healers and it's like if you do it right they're like almost unkillable Okay. And the tanks, like Reinhardt, if you get him in there and you can keep him alive with having the shield up, he can do a decent chunk of damage. Um, and that's like what a lot of the competitive teams were doing in the finals. Although this I year was, they did I was going to ask, what is this combating? Because this is a pretty dramatic change. So I was wondering if there's something <clears throat> going on that they're trying to get away from. And that, that makes sense. Because I was wondering, like, there's got to well, be like an elite fucking... Uh, setup setup yeah, yeah have like you know they the say best. the developers say this is not to like dispose of those kind of comps but like it's just kind of like something they've been looking to do mm. but it feels very targeted at competitive play to gear it towards more of a um what the esports thing you know kind yeah. of balance it out but it does seem very esports like there's so, there's so few tank classic characters there's i want reinhardt diva zarya Orissa, four tanks. Is the gerbil thing not? A... Oh, that's right. And Hammond. See, I'm not gerbil an expert. Thing. Not an expert, but oh, and Hammond. So there's six. There's you know. I wish when he went to pick his character said gerbil thing. <laughs> I mean, he is a gerbil. I'd be playing every single fucking He's a hamster. time. But there's something there's something to be said about being able to like roll with whatever comp you want and being able to switch with throughout the rolls. Because like I'll queue up and like the group will have you know. No one will pick healer, and I'll roll healer, and then like the DPS will always die. Like I'm, I'm not, a, I'm not confident at all like a DPS, but I want to play it sometimes. Like mm. uh, Symmetra is like my favorite DPS hero, even though she's not super meta. But if I if I have to queue up as tank or healer, I can't be a flex pick in those roles because I'm a flex player. I'll play, I'll fill in what we're missing in the team. Yeah, 
That makes sense. Um, the other thing I have I worry about, but also is a double-edged sword. I like that that you have SR ratings for each role, so you're put more balanced with like people of your skill level for that role. Okay. So like if I'm playing tank and I'm like you said I'm better at tank, I'm in pe- with people who are better at their other roles. Whereas I want to practice that. Say I want to practice DPS more in competitive mode. I'm gonna be a little bit way lower, so that way yeah. people my skill level. The only thing that that worries me is that I have a lot of friends who I play with, like Keith and them and whatnot, who probably are way better at certain roles and play those roles primarily. So like I won't be able to play with them if our SR is separate like that in yeah. in quick play. You wouldn't be able to play with them. Yeah, That's what they were he saying. said that. Yeah, you have to be in the same bracket as people. Uh, Ooh, I don't like that. Them. Yeah, I don't know if it's strictly for quick play or if it's just for competitive. Yeah, I missed. Mm-hmm. I missed the detail there. Because mm-hmm. I mean, like in any game, mentioned. any first-person shooter that has ranking in it, it's typically like across the board taking. Like if, if you're with a bunch of people who are higher than you, it's gonna like average it across the board, and you're probably gonna be against right. a team who's also pretty high or whatever. But like. If you're just like playing by yourself, obviously you just gonna throw you in with a bunch of people like wherever you're at. So it's interesting. Right. You can't even have that option. Well, that's what it sounds like. Yeah. yeah. I, and the, I watched a little bit of the developers update where they announced this, and they were saying that they are going to add a quick play classic mode where it lets you to freely pick whatever is. I'd say they should roles. just make if they're gonna do this, just make a mode where it's like how it was, mm-hmm. and that could be their fucking. Um, metric to see if people want this or not right because then they can look at the numbers on what are they playing the most mm-hmm. or if it's even then keep it mm-hmm. keep mm-hmm. both of them but it is it is fundamentally like changing the game Absolutely. almost completely Absolutely. so it's 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 quite the the gamble just listening to that, i was like it's a big difference yeah and you're gonna see a set i i guarantee you're gonna see like maybe two set comps mm. of who what the tanks are with the DPSR. That's the first thing I thought. As soon as they're like, you know, you're going to pick what you want to play, and then you're going to have a selection of those guys, people are probably going to have, like, almost like a MOBA, have, like, an expectation of, like, who you're going to play when they're mm-hmm. playing this person. Mm-hmm. And it's and like he said, it's going to get stale. Yeah. And I can 100% see that. Because I, I can't, like, in certain games, I don't mind it, but, like, a lot of games when people are like, you should be doing this with that, I get bored quick. Yeah. Because I don't want to just do the way. Yeah, I want right. to have the freedom to play the fucking game the way I want to play it. So right. that does, that is absolutely... Um, something to be worried about mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah I, uh and you know obviously to reiterate i don't play the game so i can't even really comment on like how it's going to affect the balance of the game itself but just from the sounds of what they're doing i see positives and negatives to it I, the positive That's obviously where being yep. um if there is a meta right now like you said with the three tank three healer thing it is a good idea to kind of break that apart um i yeah. could understand from the developer's standpoint too they made all these characters and no one's playing them well, that's the other right. problem, though, I see, is that, like, the DPS, there's a very, very large pool of what's considered DPS. And with this 2-2 comp, you're going to want the DPS has the most value to do the most damage with a few amount, a few downtime. So you're gonna probably at, like, a comp of Widowmaker, who's the sniper, you know, headshot everybody, and Reaper, who's the, the tank melter, um, or maybe Widowmaker and Junkrat, because they, they just have the really high burst damage. And you're going to mm. see, like, characters like Symmetra, who is more like consistent damage and more of like laying turrets down and like you know suppressing people that way? She's she already has very little playtime, from what I understand. It's probably going to be null at this point. Yeah, yeah. I, the one thing I, I think they can do to combat that though is they just have to do balance changes more aggressively, more often at this point. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. at that point, it's the only way they're going to be able to 
um, force people out of things, which is a weird way to word that, but I mean, it is kind of what they're doing, right. um, is by making those balance changes. I think the other perk you're going to get in the long run is by, by forcing people into to brackets like that, it might be easier for them to come up with balance changes right? because they can see what's happening per category now. Uh Um, in that regard now obviously to have negatives on this as well to not be able to play with friends uh, concern is huge yeah huge (laughs) yeah it's not good um i appreciate the thought process behind like having a skill rating per role type because Mm -hmm. i in my like on paper it makes complete sense absolutely and it is a really good way to improve on the your weak points right Mm um but to essentially take the social aspect out of what is very easily to be considered a social style of game. Um, I think it's a huge mistake. Um, yeah. So hopefully, yeah. hopefully they find a way to, to make everyone happy in that. And obviously this is early. So mm-hmm. any problems they have are mm-hmm. that I guarantee as a company, they're going to do their best to try to get what they want and give you what you want. Um, otherwise they're going to lose players. So, yeah. um, I mean, other than that, I, I don't really have a lot to say on it just because I don't I don't know anything about, like I said, the game itself. I can just mm. speak from games in general who have classes and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And and generally, you want to try to have a balance. That's why balance changes happen constantly in, ga- in competitive games and stuff like that. So, Right. At first glance, and this is just personal opinion, there's no like real hard evidence to support this, but it really feels like they didn't know what to do to balance out all the characters, so then they're limiting how you can play the game. That's what it feels like, 100%. Because the, the big thing I thought when they were even talking about it is like this feels constricting. Mm-hmm. It feels like they're almost trying to tighten it so it's easier for them to... Do the math. Do the math. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Now there's less option. There's, there's a more constricted way of playing the game so they can kind of take a step back as they keep adding new characters and shit. Yeah. So it's kind of uh, interesting. I'm, I'm interested to see how they will fix or not fix, but evolve their characters to fit this this new meta comps. But mm. I'm worried that what's all going to happen is that people are going to pick whatever the strong comp is, and they're just going to nerf those characters down to not balance to balance it back out. And then you're just going to have a bunch of bland characters. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the whole thing feels like a double-edged sword, in my opinion. Like mm-hmm. Chevy, I don't play the game um much but this actually does make me want to hop in and check that system out Mm -hmm. it's kind of interesting uh the way they're doing it and and like we've already gone over there's definitely concerns there uh but it is a big enough change for me to get curious to see how the community is going to react to it Mm -hmm. and how Mm -hmm. people are going to start building their teams essentially um so hopefully it works but again they need to let people have the option to do either or and just kind of see what the broader community wants um, because this is such a huge difference uh, from what they're doing before. And uh, it makes complete sense why they would try it. But, I mean, like, the game's been out for a while now. Mm-hmm. So to be making a change like this, uh, I hope it will enhance the game and make it better. Absolutely. Because it's a little late to be going, okay, this is how it is now, though. It's like, uh, okay, like, why are we doing this now? Why don't you just, like, you know, a couple weeks into the release? Um but uh, yeah, what they're doing with the game—it's—it's it's a huge task. So they have to try new things, yeah. and uh, maybe this will—maybe this will be something awesome that people end up loving. Absolutely, Ho- hopefully, fingers crossed. But yeah, it does feel like it's losing a part of its like unique and fundamental characteristic of the game. Yeah, it does. It almost starts making me feel. First off, when it started, I was like, "That's just dungeon queuing." But then, like, uh, I also started kind of getting like a fucking like Rainbow Six Siege vibe from it a little bit and i was like mm. 
central like you don't pick like a fucking like a tank or whatever but it it does have uh like a similar like team setup like overwatch just felt more like freeform i guess i don't know mm-hmm. it felt mm-hmm. like less locked in so um but then again people exploited that and, and started doing the whole i guess tank and healer thing so goats which makes complete sense why people would do that i was wondering when that was going to happen because when i was playing people weren't doing it yet but i played when the game came out it's so. been slowly like shifting out of meta but mm. it was so dominating for so long that it felt like if anybody if the opposing team was on goats you're like all right well either we have to run goats yep. or we lose you have to play that way or lose yeah, yeah. which sucks because that limits again what we're concerned about this doing it, it's already happening anyway so right that can limit people's ability to do that yeah. um People will have to get creative with with how they make their teams too, which I like. But again, I feel like there will be an end all be all standard that when you get in and you don't pick, like, oh, you queued for tank, and people are like, why aren't you playing blah blah blah? I feel like that's gonna happen. Oh, it's absolutely gonna happen. But yeah. that's that's an issue with any game ever that has uh, stats. Yeah, that there is right. going to be a meta, right. yeah. and uh, there are going to be people who are you know, like I would say, like me and Chris when we play. Even like Final Fantasy fourteen uses an example, I don't really play towards meta because I'm not playing to be part of the raid scene. I'm just playing to play the game and enjoy myself. Yep. Yep. But then you get into a random dungeon and you have that guy who has that raid mentality. Yeah. And he'll start just picking apart the way you're playing. Yeah. You're gonna run into that in every game that has stats. Sure, sure. So you're gonna run into that in quick play where someone's like, Oh, you're playing blah blah blah. You know, you have no idea what you're doing. You're like, well, you know, I'm not I'm not trying to be grandmaster of, of this class or whatever. So a lot of those people who talk like that too are always like in the middle of the list. Like yeah. they're 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 they go into a room and they'll play with a group of people who are really good and so they're like, This is the way it, it's gotta be. And then like they'll go in a room and the team's losing, they're like, This is your guys' fault. And it's like <laughs> you just get carried by people randomly and you want that to happen every time. Right. That happens I see it all the time. Especially like just an average first person shooters. For Someone sure. must be in the middle of the fucking list and they're they're like this team fucking sucks. And it's like, okay, we'll play better because you're in the fucking middle of the list, bitch. Like, get the fuck up here. Stop bitching. Sorry. Just be ready for 30-minute DPS queues. Yeah, that, I, I do like that there's an incentive and that, that you know, some games have not done stuff like that and it, it's always bad. So to see them putting that carrot up and going, hey, we need people to play this. Makes sense. They should Blizzard should know. Overwatch should take a look at the Blizzard statistics for like World of Warcraft and they, see just they, how they bad those queues are. They have to know. It'd I be mean, crazy if they didn't. In all of all games that have like this this yeah. comp system, it's always tanks and heals are always like the least played. Even if you put that carrot out there, yeah. they still don't play them. Yeah. Though it is great for people who do enjoy playing them. Sure, they get lots absolutely. Of yeah, I get bonuses <laughs> for doing stuff I already enjoy doing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I will say like you know I play uh, DPS primarily in fourteen. I play mm-hmm. heals uh, casually, and I'm not queuing up for stuff with that. Yeah, because I I don't want the responsibility still. So it's more so for the free company. Right. So. Right. Yeah, I play DPS, and every time I queue up, it like it's just instantly it's like me, and there's another DPS. And I'm like. And okay. now we wait. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I'm going to do my own shit for a little bit. And... That's how spoiled, side tangent, but this is how spoiled I've been because I play tank. I'll queue for a dungeon. It's like 14 minutes is DPS. I'm like, what the fuck? 14 minutes? I'm yeah. used to like a minute queue. Yeah, I don't experience that. 
It's gotten a lot better though uh, in 14 since we're talking about that for real quick. Because um, <laughs> I remember one time earlier in 14 mm-hmm. where I like waited like an hour and over an hour to get into a dungeon. It has like this, much better. I, I don't experience that now at all. But yeah. um, that's completely gone. So, but um, from my experience. But yeah, I remember that. I was like, holy shit! I this game's unplayable. But they fixed that. <laughs> Because I was like, I need this. I have to do this to continue the story. I have to do this fucking dungeon. They're like, well, you gotta wait an hour and a half. I'm like, fuck, that's a crazy mechanic. Wait an hour and a half to get to that story. They've they've added so many incentives for people to play old It it seems a lot better. I mean, I've waited like way short time, but longer than I'd like. And I'm still like, hmm. I gotta go. But there's so much shit to do while you wait. It's not a big deal. Like, I'll wait like 20 minutes, maybe, rarely. And I'm like, Fuck, this is so long, but it's not not as bad as I've experienced. Um, yeah, so Overwatch yeah. is doing that. Um, we all pretty much seem to be on the same page. I feel like most people will be on that page. I'd actually be curious to hear in the comments if anybody's just super excited for this and sees only positive. Or even super negative. Or completely thinks it's going to fuck anything yeah. up. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think there is some good and bad there, and I think there's definitely some things to be worried about with it. And we hope that it does well, obviously. You know, they're changing it, so hopefully it's for a good reason. But I could also see somebody going like, I don't want this at all. Or maybe they do the fucking, like, three tank, three fucking healer thing. And they're like, I want to keep doing that. Um, Or maybe you're like, finally, they're fucking changing this up. They needed to do that. So um, I could see people being on most sides of that. But we typically run pretty middle of the road on a lot of things. So, Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, anything else you guys want to say on that? It'd just be interesting to see the state of the game by the end of the year. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm almost thinking about downloading it because I'm kind of curious. I about... just uninstalled it. That's funny. <laughs> Mine's been uninstalled for fucking. <laughs> I was going through cleaning out my hard drive and I was like, "Huh, I don't play that." I'm curious as how they're going to design characters in the future. Whether that will design absolutely be a factor. Oh yeah, it will change the way they design characters. Because then they're going to start looking at how many tanks we have, how many healers we have. We got to make a new tank that's like this and that, but not like that. And fuck it. Yeah, it's going to it's gonna change the way they start developing things. Whereas before, it's almost like, like a fucking just like, there's already so many heroes. There's like, whoa, here's just a new one. Like, I, I feel like there's more freedom of creativity, fun and zaniness to yeah. the creative process that now will be more uh, restricted to a system mm-hmm. that they need to like support and adhere to. So. That is a good point. Yeah. Anything yeah. else? Anything else? Let us know in the comments. What do you think about this system? Are you playing Overwatch still? Do you not play Overwatch? Did you never play it? Did you just find out it existed? Because you just came out of the your Fallout shelter you've been in since the 40s. <laughs> um, so you're very old, and that's great. I'm Welcome glad you're a gamer. To- Welcome back to Civilization. <laughs> they never played video games before they came out, and they're like, I'm going to watch a, a gaming channel on YouTube. <laughs> it's the first thing I'm going to do. That makes sense. Um, do you think that this... Uh, whatever system is going to work this new queuing system is going to be good bad are you in the middle uh listen everything you're thinking about when it comes to overwatch in the comments below we're going to finish this episode out real quick talking a little behind the scenes uh about a potential show that we will be doing uh in the future i've talked about before a little bit and uh, i've talked about on the discord with people uh link down below you can talk to us anytime all the time um and yeah just kind of want to get your guys's opinions on this and uh just kind of share with you um where my mindset's at so tlg taste of gaming we cover gaming 
uh, of course, uh, gaming of all types. So one thing I kind of wanted to stretch into is maybe doing a show. Uh, well, it's not maybe. We're definitely doing because I just invested money into it. So we're definitely doing it. <laughs> but um, but we're going to do uh, tabletop stuff. Uh, we'll start out slow with some... I've pretty much been picking up a lot of the popular games. I'll look online. People are like, these are the ones that everybody loves. So I'm like, okay, we'll start there. And then maybe we'll move into other things. Maybe we'll move into like actual like RPGs, tabletop RPGs, uh, long form uh maybe play some simple games just do do stuff that's a little more like around the table social stuff because i love obviously having conversations hanging out with my friends um so to be able to share that would be cool uh so yeah we're going to be doing tabletop stuff at some point this will not be scheduled as far as i know um but i will try and do it semi-regularly as kind of a way to mix up what you guys expect from the channel uh, i'm still thinking of a show name or name of the show uh something along the lines of probably like TLG game night or something like that. If you guys got an idea, put it in the comments and if I use it, I'll give you a shout out uh, for the first couple episodes that uh, we fucking uh, say it. So uh, yeah, help me out because I'm still thinking about it. So yeah, I wanted to share with you guys real quick. Some of the games we've picked up me and Chevy and Josh have done a couple beta tests because I want to know how the games work before we make an episode and we're trying to like spend an hour reading the instructions and shit. <laughs> I don't think that'd be very fun. Uh, but I don't want to play them too much because I don't want to be experts on it. I want to be, I want to be fun and just kind of like, uh, you know, new experience for everybody. So uh, we're going to go through real quick and show you the games we got so far. Probably start off with uh, Josh uh, was very generous and gave us a couple of his games as contribution to the channel. Uh, obviously Josh, tasty crew, Josh. Uh, so he gave us um, boss monster and an expansion to it. Uh, which I've never played, and but we will. Uh, this is like completely unopened and shit, so he just had that lying around. Um, and these are like two to four player card games. Um, you read what these are about. What did they say? The first one, you, you have a boss card that's like your character, kind of. You build dungeons through cards, and you try to kill adventurers. Um, you lure adventurers to your dungeons by icons and things like that. The goal is to kill, I believe, ten of them before anybody else does. Okay, so you are against each other. Definitely has kind of like an old Nintendo oh, yeah. look mm -hmm. to it. All the cards look like that. And when we do do the show, I'll probably have a multi-camera setup. We'll probably be using this camera to get us in the frame and then have a camera set up somewhere to see the table so you see what we're doing. So you're not just believing us when we're just like, this happened. I'm like, oh, that's, I hope that's true. I hope they're not just faking it. So that'll be an interesting one. We definitely got to try that a little bit um, before... Uh, we jump in so we know what we're doing mm -hmm. and definitely we'll have to have Josh uh, on those episodes since he gave us those games. So uh, another one that we're going to be playing, I was going to pick this up. I was going to buy the base game Munchkin. I'm sure you guys have heard of it. It's very popular, but Josh happened to have two versions of that. So we have Star Munchkin, which I think is a sci-fi version of Munchkin. Um, and then Munchkin Apocalypse, which is a like post-apocalyptic version. Uh, I've only heard about Munchkin, never played it, but apparently it is, um, you're trying to collect treasure and get to like level 10 or something to win. Um, and you get cards that can uh, help you fight monsters, but you can help each other fight them to get treasure or sabotage each other. So there's a lot of hijinks involved with it. And of course, there's a rule in the game apparently that if you cheat and you don't get caught, it's allowed. So they incentivize cheating. I probably will not take advantage of that rule, but uh, someone might. Josh, Josh seems like a cheater. 
So yeah, we got two versions of Munchkin we will dive into. And uh, yeah, another one we got that me, Shoving Josh have beta tests a little bit already is uh, D&D Dungeon Mayhem, which is a four, two to four player versus card game. It's a very simplified version of Magic uh, where you essentially really quick games. You just kind of go at each other. You try and take each other's health down. I think there's like 20 health. You do uh, damage. You put your counter down. 10, 10 yeah. 10 health. And then you can heal with certain cards. You attack each other. There's uh, Each class has their own um, specific moves and then moves that everybody has. And it's just kind of a quick, fun uh, card game uh, to verse each other with. And we played a couple of matches to learn it. It's very simple. And it was pretty fun. Mm-hmm. So I think that would be a fun one to do. Um yeah. Hearthstone light. Yeah, you, you're saying it was like Hearthstone, and after that, I was like, maybe I should try Hearthstone. Uh, then we got Five Minute Dungeon. We also have tried this one already a little bit. This one's very fast paced and hectic and, and fucking crazy. You turn on a timer. There's an app. It has choices of narrators, which is kind of cool. And uh, as the game goes, five minutes, it's going down, 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 and they will like announce it. Four minutes left. Three minutes left. And during that time, you're all playing different. Um, Characters who have like one specialty a piece and their decks have more of certain elements than others and you're essentially going through uh, Enemies to get to an end boss and beat the end boss and then you move on to the next boss next boss next boss um, The way you do that is each card or each enemy has uh, like a sword a shield and like a scroll and so one of us all have to like Find those or five, all three of them. I put them out and you're just kind of battling and going at it and trying to beat the clock. There's a lot more to it. You guys will find out when we play it on the show. Speed runs. That's another uh, It's another really popular one that people dig. Uh, then we got Betrayal at House on the Hill. I'm sure you guys have heard of that if you play tabletop. It's another very popular one. Um, this one we played a while back when a friend brought it over. Brandon, who's been on the show before, uh, he had this. And it's essentially... Like a modular, every time you play, it changes. You have characters, you start in a mansion, you can go upstairs, downstairs, in the basement or on the first floor. And as you go, you pull out new tiles and you kind of build the house as you go. And then eventually, and you find items and you collect items and kind of get ready because there's, every time you play, a new haunt that will happen. And when a haunt happens, it creates a horror themed scenario that uh, now gives you an objective. Something will happen and now you have to do something to win. And there's a book for um, the haunts and the people who are being haunted uh, to read um, to kind of strategize how to win or lose. Um, And yeah, so it's got a lot of replayability. There's 50 haunts in the game apparently. So uh, there's a lot of replayability, which is something I was really going for. I wanted to get some cooperative games, some versus games, but mostly games that we can play over and over and over again. So especially at the price of some of these, fucking I want to play more than once. And then the last one I got is is a game, I almost said a Zame, a game called Zombicide Black Plague, which is a different version of the original Zombicide, which is more modern take. This one's fantasy, where you, this one's purely uh, cooperative. You play as multiple characters, and as you play through uh, rounds, you level, um, and you get to pick your abilities as you level to certain points. And uh, you're trying to complete objectives on a random map, um or there's like levels that have a designed map you can recreate. Uh, as you do that, more and more zombies keep showing up on the map. Every time you enter a building, you roll for zombies that will be in that building. Uh, every round, new zombies will show up and it starts turning into like a horde. 
and you have to essentially try and fight your way through it, level up, get items, equipment, and strategize with your friends to survive the horde. Oh, the combat nun, Jesus. Chevy played her, I think. <laughs> yeah, one of the rounds. I tried a couple characters on that one. Yeah. Yeah, and we have played that one as well. There's some fine, like, there's a lot of rules to that one. It's actually pretty straightforward once you get down to it, but like, there's a couple times where, like, wait, so. Situational we, stuff. Yeah, something would happen, like, okay, so how does this work? So we had to, like, Google every once in a while and look it up or fucking go through that. Uh, book, but uh, that one's kind of neat because it has like little figurines and stuff. So as more and more zombies show up on the map, they're actually like zombie figures and stuff. So it gets really kind of crowded and neat. Well, they're all gray too. So if you're like, <coughs> like painting figures, that's perfect game for that. If I had the, if I had the time, I would do that, but I just don't. So we'll have gray figures, unless uh, somebody wants to paint them for us. Uh, yeah. So those games we got. Let us know. Uh, what do you think? What do you think about a title for that show? Um, which games have you played or haven't played or are interested in? Um, and what tabletop games would you like to see us play? Um, I'm still looking into getting ones, but of course it costs money. So, you know, that's the ones we got for right now. Um, and yeah, what do you got? What do you guys think? I mean, you've played some of them already. Mm -hmm. Um, which one was probably your favorite so far? Um, I think in a, a party setting, I actually think Five Minute Dungeon was probably the most fun. Yeah. Uh, even though it is a little hectic. It's but, very hectic. Um, I also think that... that like, there's no, like, socializing. It, I think it makes it hard for it to get stale, though. Yeah. Um, mm. Just because it is constantly random. And even though the objective is always the same, um, it, you, like roguelikes, you're going to have good and bad it's, runs. It is a roguelike, yeah. 100%. Because if you're on the third boss and you fail it, you have to go back to the first boss. Yeah. Um, and it is, you know, random cards you're pulling, so you could get completely fucked. Yeah, so I think that one I like a lot. Um, the Zom side has a lot of things about it I like, but it's also quite the time investment. Yeah, so it's, it's a long that, game. That's a hit or miss one, but the the depth of like your character sheet is something I would expect in a pen and paper or a video game. Versus, it feels like a pen and paper or a board game. Yeah, yeah. So um, some cool ideas in there. Uh, really hard game though. <laughs> It is very hard. Yeah, yeah. we got we to ask it a couple times. So yeah, but again, you know that game's rated up to like six player. Mm -hmm. There's three of us playing, yeah. um, and I think there's a way to mod it to play up to like twelve people. Yeah, um, Jesus. Yeah, even in the instructions, it's like if you want to play with more than six, there's a way to do it. And I'm like, okay, like that's a lot of fucking people. <laughs> so we had three people. We were running out of space sometimes with the yeah. zombies. Yeah, so. it got crazy. Um, yeah, which ones are most interesting to you? Oh, the zombie one and the house on the hill one. The more yeah. in-depth ones. The more in-depth <laughs> yeah. ones. They're, they're neat. They're full experiences. And I think they'll be fun to play in general, but also for the show because there's a lot of like conversation and narrative happening in those. So yeah, it's yeah. kind of fun. Um, yeah, I, I really am excited to play Betrayal at uh, House on the Hill because we've played it two or three times. And each time is completely different and interesting. And with the amount of haunts that happen in it, I'm just kind of curious to see what's even in that game. And then Zombicide game. I want to play that more with, you know, a group of friends because uh, there's it, it's difficult, which I dig. It's not it's not easy. Um, but also just the amount of um, ways to play and strategy is really cool, especially because it's a cooperative game. Mm -hmm. but, uh, but out of all the ones we've played, I've, I've enjoyed them all. Um, Five Minute Dungeon, I think, is is more muscle memory than actual like uh, being able to understand what people are telling you and fucking react to it you just kind of get used to how the game is and you start just saying shit 
and fucking throwing cards out but it's it's fun and it's really fucking hectic i, got, I was getting stressed out like we would either win or lose i'd be like whoo okay and then like <laughs> we're like somebody would pull a card for a pause and you pause the timer we start allocating jobs to each one of us so i'm like okay josh you hit the pause button because we'd be like pause and everybody's like uh and like reaching for it and shit and then we start going okay like i'll flip these just to be more time efficient yeah because it, every second you waste yeah like trying to like grab a card yeah. everybody's trying to grab them, and we're like oh it uh it slows you down so um pretty pretty fun and then i i really like that uh that that uh D dungeon mayhem game it's uh simple straightforward when we play that on the show we'll probably do multiple rounds because okay, you'd have to yeah because yeah. i figured you know these episodes are going to be like taste cast length so easy yeah 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 but i'm excited to do it i'm excited for you guys to hang out with us when we play those games and maybe at some point we'll do one live whenever the fuck i get my other computer set the fuck up um yeah so those are the games that's what we got planned don't know when it's gonna happen but it'll probably happen pretty soon because we we got the games we've been beta testing them and shit so uh yeah let's know everything you're thinking about when it comes to that show what do you think of a title that you think sounds good or do you think game night sounds fine um it's not very inspired but i think it works and uh yeah let's know everything you think about what games should we play there's a lot of them there's so many everybody's like fucking pandemic's great and i look at them like eh, it doesn't look that great but it's kind of cool sounding um not monopoly everybody's like, always like monopoly no I'm not fucking playing Monopoly, motherfucker. I'm not trying to lose. We're not trying to break this channel up. Can we play Candyland? Sure. Uno, <laughs> dude. We, I'll play fucking Uno or Candyland or no, Uno. Uh, sorry. No Uno. Um, huh. No Uno. No Uno. No Uno. Why? What happened? Family fights. Uno. Um, oh, we take Uno very serious. Jesus. <laughs> I'll say Monopoly. I was like, ah, this ain't so bad. And then we start playing. I was like, I'm getting really annoyed right now. <laughs> Trishel's just counter money like $25, please. And I'm like, dude, I'm on my last leg. I'm fucking living in my car. Like, are you really going to take that money? She's just looking at me. I'm like, I got five bucks left. People are like, oh, I'm going to loan you some money. I'm like, I don't want your fucking money. <laughs> like, this is so awkward. Whew. What are the, what are the other classic games? That's a Tetris. Sorry. That's classic. Parcheesi. Fucking Parcheesi. Scrabble, dog. We're going to play oh, some Scrabble. Ooh, Scrabble. Get your grandma. Yeah. Watch the episode with her. Um, I don't know. When the power was out and we played Scrabble, That was I thought it was pretty fun still. So Yeah. I When I was younger, I was like, I fucking hate this game. And now I'm like old. I'm like, all right, so bad. <laughs> I like words. <laughs> Shell's getting very, very creative with those words. She's like, hmm. like, is that a fucking real word? She's fucking doing all sorts of things in games. <laughs> Hopefully we can get her to play as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Hungry, hungry hippos. That'd be a very loud game. Yeah. <laughs> Put the microphones right in the hippos. <laughs> That'll be your ASMR episode. God. Yeah, let's awful. not do that one. Yeah, we're not going to do that. <laughs> but yeah, let's know everything. Uh, all the games you'd like to see us play. That's going to do it for this episode of TasteCast episode 97. Fuck, we're getting close to 100. As always, thank you for watching. Make sure, sure, sir, to like and subscribe to Joe's episode. Make sure to check out our other episodes. Check us out on Tumblr, Twitter, and Facebook at Tasty Luke Gaming. Check out me and Chris on Twitch at Tasty Senpai, all one word, Tasty underscore fruit. That's Chris. Hit the notification button to know when I go live. Uh, hopefully, we will have streaming capabilities on YouTube soon. I haven't checked the update on that, but I feel like it's got to be like a month out. Uh, thanks Ubisoft. 
we're really paying for that whole fucking advertising for you thing. Um, <laughs> yeah, we got a Discord link down below. Talk to us anytime, all the time. Uh, and we're on iTunes, Spotify, and other podcast platforms if you prefer to listen to us. My name's Seth. I'm Chevy. And I'm Chris. Until next episode, which will be Tasty Tuesday. Have a good weekend, guys, and week, and take it easy.